Hey everybody, welcome into the B Podcast, brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated, part of the Splitting Hairs Podgra- Podcast group. I am Brendan, here as always with Ben, uh, just going to be talking about another, what, month of no basketball, and then a weekend of basketball, and now more COVID mayhem happening. So, what? what is it to say? It's kind of... <laughs> kind of going to be goofy this year. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, it's not looking good for this weekend, but uh, and it, it's you know that month off you mentioned. That's why it sucks so bad. Is because finally get get into a rhythm, a couple games, and now it looks like we're going to have another break. I guess for those that don't know, um, it looks sounds like Omaha has uh, one or two players at least that have COVID, so they've mm-hmm. decided to cancel the games um, on Friday and Saturday. We were supposed to play Omaha. Um, so that's too bad, but what do you do? Hopefully, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be the whole season's going to be like that on and off. Yeah. You know, and it's something that, uh, you know, as fans, we really hate it because we've been waiting for it. And we're like, you know, you're saying you're going conference season finally started and you're excited about it, but then this hits and it's a drag and you know, the, the, game against Western not to get ahead of ourselves but the Jacks looked a little rusty for a while and then started to play well and so you're excited to see them get rolling and get a rhythm again but then this happens and it's frustrating but you're right we're it's going to happen more and especially if you look at what happened to the college football season um you know we look at it as fans who are watching I don't think people really understand how hard this has to be as a college athlete a student athlete to do this because if you think back to when you were in school and what you did in school unless you know you locked yourself in your bedroom which some people do and just study all the time but a big part of the college life or experience is the social interactions with students and friends and all this and instead for an entire season these people these guys have to avoid all of that and that's a that's a pretty big sacrifice to make. Yeah, I get it. They, they got a scholarship and they're getting education and whatever, but that is a, that's a big sacrifice these guys have to make. So you get these teams that suck. Like Omaha starts out 0-4, had a bad out of conference, and all of a sudden now they have COVID cases. Well, is it surprising that these kids might get a little lax on what they're supposed to be doing for COVID? Personally, it's not, not a surprise to me. You know, especially if you're looking at the season going, yeah, what what am I doing this for if you feel like you're not going to get anywhere? Exactly, yeah. There's only so much you can do. Um, and like you said, you can't blame kids for going on having fun. So it's it's going to happen. Nothing we can do about it. Just uh, right. kind of hope that, I don't know, hopefully these vaccines get rolling a little quicker and maybe we can get into that before the before the season ends. I did see that they're, they're planning on doing um, – the March Madness is going to be basically a bubble inside right. this. Is it the state, the whole state of Indiana, or is it the city of Indianapolis or something like that? I think they said most of the games will be Indian in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they probably include some of the cities around there. You know, you got South Bend is fairly close to Indianapolis, so there's a there's a region there if yeah. you want to stretch to get some more gyms, but. Yeah, that's so, what I heard is it's going to be all a bubble type scenario for that, which I'm curious how that works for classes. 
Yeah, I, what, I, I they assume, gonna stay in a I bubble mean, for a month. Right. And, you know, on one hand, I'm like, man, how do you go to classes? But then on the other hand, it's like, well, all these colleges proved you can do online learning for these classes because they had to do it last year in the spring anyways. So, yeah, but, I mean, some, some schools are still on all online anyway. Right. And I think even the ones that are in person have the option for online. So, right. I think it's, I think it's yep. doable. Yeah, I, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be feasible in any form or fashion, that's for sure. Yeah, but at least we got that to look forward to. Um, you know, it was just so disappointing last year when we didn't have March Madness. And yeah. I mean, th- thankfully, we weren't going to be part of it anyway. But especially right. if, this, if we're hopefully we get our ducks in a row come Summer League tournament time and we can uh, make our way into the tournament. At least it sounds like we can we'll actually have a tournament this year. Right. And you know, all the cool, all the schools do seem very committed to getting to that point. So I don't, I don't have concerns that it won't happen. I mean, there's concerns, but I'm not overly stressed out about it not happening. It seems that with the structure that the summit league has gone with that it should be able to get done in, in some form or fashion. It's just, it's just going to be a rocky road getting there. But yeah, I'm I'm glad only a few schools are doing the ridiculous mask thing where they're trying <laughs> trying to wear a mask while they play basketball. Uh, it's just it's uh, gotta be brutal. There's so <laughs> yeah. much running in basketball. Yeah. It's gotta be just absolutely rugged to have to deal with breathing through that thing. Oh yeah. Well, and like yeah, I mean, you've seen the pictures, like they don't wear them anyway. They pull them down to their chin so they can breathe and Right. Uh, it's just a joke, but hey. yeah, it it reeks to me of uh of academic folks who were against the season in general yeah. putting their foot down and going, Fine, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it our way. It's just yeah. what it seems like because yeah. you know, if, I, I don't remember a lot of stories about all these schools uh that played in the fall or anything in these sports where it spread a lot during games or physical or game activities a whole lot. So right, that kind of is what it is, but boy, I'm, you're right. I'm, I'm glad nobody in the summer is doing that. Cause that would be, boy, that'd be something. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I'm definitely happy that's not happening in the summer league, which speaking of summer league play, it has kicked off. It's been going on for some teams have four summit league games in uh, Jack's only have two in. Um, we had, I think it must've been our design by week. The first, first weekend of summit league play. Yep. Um, we snuck a game in with Mount Marty, which was just a throwaway basically um, besides William from um, having some nice throwdowns, but yeah, so Brennan's got on the screen there for those of those of you that are using our new feature, which is the video recording. Which if yeah. you're if, if you're only listening to us on podcast, we're we're taking it to another level. You can we see are. our faces and whatever Brennan shares on a screen. You're welcome. Most so of you'll our have faces. You'll have um, to check it out. I'm sure we'll have links on Twitter on Jackrabbit Illustrated Twitter. Um, and yep. it'll probably it'll probably it'll probably go up on Jack or Illustrated Facebook. I think is where it'll be housed. So make right. sure to check it'll, that out. 
the video will be on uh, Facebook for now. Uh, we might start a YouTube channel for it. Uh, if a lot of you guys really like it, uh, if we have a lot of people who are tuning in to the, the, the video and audio version, then we might have to set some sort of a, a schedule. We should have probably brought this up in the beginning, but, um, you know, we'll have, we'll maybe work out some sort of set schedule so we can do live. Uh, you guys can interact with us that way. Uh, this new platform we pulled up is something we're really excited about. Hopefully you guys really like it. Uh, we'll still be doing our normal podcast and putting it out through anchor and you guys will be able to get it all the places you normally do, but we're just adding in the option of going and watching us be Yahes on Facebook live and seeing us uh, face to screen or so to speak face to face, basically for 2021. It's what it is these days anyways, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm excited for the potential of doing like a live thing with having some fans hop on and watch us and throw in some comments and stuff and get answer them live. That'll be that'll be fun. See how we yes. see how we are on our feet. Right. See if we have uh have some working brain cells that <laughs> whenever we decide to do it and after <laughs> how many beverages we may or may not have consumed. <laughs> So back to, so he's got the standings up there. Um, unfortunately, due to them having more games than us, North Dakota State and USD are both above us in the standings right now. Right. Um, they're both 4-0. We're sitting at 2-0. So technically we're tied, but technically they have more games in than us. So they're above us. I mean, um, they had to go 4-0 to get a 500 record overall. So there's that. There is that. They did. Did struggle out of conference, um, and I would say they probably have had some of the easier conference games so far. Um, yes. North Dakota State had had Western Illinois first, and then Omaha second. Yep. And that is are the, those are the two bottom teams in the Summit League, right? And USD had. Uh, Kansas City, which is the third bottom, third from the bottom, yep. and Denver, which is the fourth. Right. Well, I might have had those two backwards, but anyway, you get the point. They've played the worst right. teams in the summer league, and they haven't lost so far. Which, so we'll we'll wait till they play either us or each other or or Roberts or even UND and see how they fare at that point. And I'm not, I'm I'm just kind of shooting from the hip there here, but I don't remember if. Um, UMKC had any division one wins out of conference and Denver had is one and eight. So yeah, not good. You know, and even, even you and even UND is three and 10. So I think there's a pretty clear top four in the summit league. Yep. Between NDSU, USD, SDSU and Oral Roberts. And then the bottom five, they'll figure themselves out. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who ends up missing the tournament um, because we do have nine teams again now that Kansas City's in the league. So, yep, which I I like. I, I think it's a good thing. Um, they're a decent addition. Uh, they're not as good as Fort Wayne was, but it's no. better than nothing, I guess. I mean, they're uh, geographically they're a nice addition. Uh, I don't think they bring a whole lot to the table besides that. Um, they'll have to significantly step up uh, what they do, I think, to be a contender at any point for 
you know, any of the women's or men's basketball. But, hey, we needed a team, geographic, you know, fitting in ge- geographically, especially for travel in a season like this is huge. So mm-hmm. can't really complain too much. So yeah, kind of is what it is. It's just right. – uh, it's just the bad thing about the bottom uh, for sure the bottom half of the summit league being like a borderline terrible is that uh, if we do make the tournament we're most likely a 15 or 16 seed yeah uh, just cuz there's no strength of schedule at all and even the i mean you look at uh, NDSU and USD they had a terrible out of conference or Roberts didn't have a great out of conference either so there's literally no strength of schedule in our conference and that's all right. we've got until the tournament. So that's right. Kind of a bummer, but I mean, that's where the out of conference was so big though. Getting some of the wins that we did out of conference, I think did help. We should, yeah, I mean, do you think we end up at a 15, 16, even with some of the wins we did get out of conference? It'll be interesting. I mean, it would help if, you know, Bradley and Iowa state and Utah state have, big years and they're you know in the tournament and stuff i mean that'll be big to have wins over tournament teams um but uh, that we got to rely on that to even have a chance i think right because really now what this is reminding me of is the summit league for the women's side back when it was before usd had become you know a a real good program and we were just having to ride on our own really the conference really kind of just drags you down for strength of schedule. But, I mean, got to say, uh, USD's gone on a tear since uh, the game down in Sioux Falls where we gave them a lot of momentum. And NDSU's look halfway decent. Which, that's, by the way, that is why we haven't made a podcast for so long. We were severely depressed after losing to USD. And Montfong Benders just now right. getting getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good thing that game did not count because we're gonna whoop them in conference play. Hopefully, well, it, yeah, and you know, looking at that and that game, you just could tell we didn't didn't come out with our hair on fire, and they did. Like that game meant everything to them if yeah, you watch well, that game live like they were i it's been a long time since i've seen a team that invested in a game and you could tell that they felt like their season rode on it right you know if, if we i think if the jacks come out and lay into them right away and don't let namude go just absolutely unconscious straight away um maybe that game turns out if that game turns out differently, their season might turn out differently. I think you can definitely say right now that game was a turning point for them. So, yeah, for sure. And we, I mean, you have to do keep in mind we Wilson didn't play in that game, right? And uh, so there's that. I, you know, I don't think Amude does what he does if Wilson's in there. Um, yeah, and and obviously the the Friedel thing. You know, he didn't play the whole game um, because of the issue he had, and so. I, I'm not too worried about it from our standpoint, mm-hmm. but I think it definitely has been a, a springboard for them. Right. And, you know, I think looking at it from a SDSU perspective, the reason that game was so frustrating is you saw us go out and play NDSU and UND, and the NDSU game ended up being pretty tight, but that 
whole game felt like we should have walked away with them that one and kind of let them come back, let them come back, and then won it in the end. And then the UND game kind of put them away, but it still felt like we should have really pulled away. And those were both without Wilson, and USD lost to both of those teams. So going into that game, you're looking at it going, well, should have a similar feel to the NDSU and UND games. And it just, boy, it just didn't. And we came out shooting ice cold. And, um, you know, I was listening to um, the Reach the Summit podcast. If uh, you're looking, if anybody's looking for more basketball, Summit League basketball content, there's the Reach the Summit podcast. It's all over everywhere we do. They use Anchor. Um that's got Greg Steeman from Midco um, and a bunch of other good guys on there. And they pointed out how much of a difference it makes to not have Wilson in there for us, where it allows other teams to, because we shot so hot and from the three point line going into that tournament and then went ice cold at the Pentagon. And they pointed out how when we have Wilson on the floor, the opposing team has to crash down on him so hard that when he's not in there, they're they're able to push us back from the three-point line defensively. And I think that really shown in those games when you watched. Definitely, yeah. The shots don't come as easy when Wilson's not down there drawing double teams and stuff. Um, and he's so good at passing out of the post that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he just makes everything easier. Um in which you know transitioning transitioning to the most recent games against Western Illinois, um, it was good to see him back. Um, he he played uh, decent. You know I think he's had some rust to knock off, um, and I think that his foot isn't fully healed. Um, it sounds like it was more of a blister than like his major foot problem he was having in the past. So that's a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't sound too serious going forward. Um, which and that you know, if there's a silver lining to not having games against Omaha this weekend, it'd be getting Wilson more rest, getting him more, right. more closer to hundred percent, because you could tell he wasn't even close to hundred percent. He wasn't the Doug Wilson we know. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, it, but it was great to see him get him, get him back in the, in the mix of things though. Yeah, that was, uh, that was great to see. Well, I listened, I wasn't, I didn't see, um, maybe I'm a, I'm a bad bad jackrabbit fan for not uh <laughs> having the, the the official jackrabbit uh what are the, what is it the um jack's all access acts that's what uh, all acts yeah. you know maybe i'm a bad jackrabbit for not having that i'm just used to being able to watch everything else on espn3 and whatnot a little irritated with um you know old midco for showing uh as many of the other teams as they do compared to jack's games but i guess uh I'll, beggars can't be choosers or something to that effect. Even though I see the summer league tournament and there's a lot more people there. I can't imagine there's a ton of bison fans watching basketball games, but uh, anyways. Yeah. It's frustrating to have to have three different co- subscription services to be able to watch um, Jack's basketball, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, we can complain about that, you know, especially from a D one perspective, but then again, I remember going and, that Iowa State game that got canceled for football, you had to subscribe to the Iowa State version of that for a football game. <laughs> right. So, I mean, hey, could be worse. Yeah. So those Western Illinois games, the first one Friedel did not play in. He was still serving his, suspe- his suspension, 
which and we can address that at this point. Obviously, he got in trouble for his um, shot that he took in the USD game. Um, and Hendo thought, you know, he needed to get it under control, gave him that two game suspension. Sounds like he Fred L handled it really well, responded really well to it. Um, and I'm, I'm glad it happened, you know, not that he did what he did, but I'm glad the suspension happened and then he's getting him under control. Um, not that he was super out of control, but you just, I mean, it's a teaching moment and it's something that you got to get straight before we get going in the season and it'll, it'll serve him well in the long run. Right. Um, you know, you can see the kids fire when he plays, um, you know, certain things he's just, he's, uh, very aggressive, competitive kid, and uh, you got to learn. You can't let that get the best of you, um, and some things are just unacceptable. And I think that's what uh, Hendo was getting across. You can't do you can't do that, and mm-hmm. you, you just can't. Uh, it's bad luck for you. It's bad luck for the teams. Bad luck for the program. None of it is. Uh, none of it's a good good thing. You know, you can't. You just can't do that. And so, yeah, he sat, uh, I mean, technically sat two games, um, sat him for the Western Illinois game. Uh, I think he might have maybe sat for more games had we not had a month off in between. Possibly. If if you're a Coyote fan listening to this for whatever reason, you know, envy or something. But, um, (laughs) you know, I think he probably might have sat longer if there wasn't, you know, a whole – Month. I mean, that's just a crazy layoff in the middle of the season. But mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have that off, you know, maybe he sits uh, some more games to really think about it. Um, it really sucks. Uh, you hate ha- seeing a kid on the team for that you cheer for your, you know, for your school. You hate seeing him do that. Um, but hopefully, he learned from it. Sounds like he did, at least mm-hmm. from you know what they say. Uh, and you know what coach Hendo said went down. So, you yeah. know, if he learns his lesson and, and not taught him something, then Hey, I'll, I'll steam ahead for sure. And yeah, what you don't want is to be recurring. You know, you don't want to be, you want to be a Grayson Allen. I mean, that guy, right. like, I can't believe he got away with as much as he did. And, and right. I don't think Friedel is going to be like that. I think he'll I think he's a smart kid. He'll learn from this. He'll move on and yeah, he'll be, he'll be good going forward. Well, and on that Grayson Allen thing, you don't want to be known as the school that allows that to happen. Right. Yeah, then exactly. that becomes, becomes a stain on the program that you can't shake. You can't get rid of it. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so that, that was good to see Hendo really, you know, take control of that and make sure it's, you know, yeah. not going to happen again. Right. So he was out for that first Western Illinois game. And we, I, I would, we struggled. We were rusty. We'll say that. Um, Western Illinois was hot. That that contributed to it as well. But um, we definitely were. We looked like we had taken a month off and had basically a scrimmage against Mount Marty is all we had. And so that uh, you know that it, it just you could tell that they weren't ready to play. Um, especially you know as the game wore on, they were getting tired and. You know, especially without um, Friedel, obviously, and and Mims is out too with a with an injury. So our bench was pretty short. Guys are putting in a lot of minutes, and after not playing for so long, um, yeah, it's it certainly you, you could tell. But at least they, you know, did, did what they needed to do. Came away with a win. Um, 
kept our streak going in frost. I think we got a pretty good streak going. It's like 25 uh, or 26 uh, or something. If I remember, I, the, I think the only, only numbers I remember were the conference games and it was like 37 straight conference games in mm. frost. So that's an important saw, one to keep. I saw one. We had the, I think it's the best winning percentage at home in the last 10 years for any college basketball team. Yeah, I believe that is true. I, I know Which, we've been top three forever. And then yeah. um, who was it? Kentucky or Kansas who had a crazy yeah. high one and have had a bad year this year. So they probably dipped out. Yeah. So we're so, for sure one or two. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see some fans at least get into Frost. There weren't a whole lot, but it was good to, good to hear some crowd interaction. And um, I don't know, hopefully I can sneak into a game at some point, but um, I don't know. It was it was good to see some people there. He's got to dress up in a blue jacks polo and khakis, look official, walk around with a clipboard, and walk in. I'm sure to work. <laughs> if yeah. anybody tries this and gets caught, that was at your own risk, and you didn't do it right. You know what we need to do is have uh, Matt pull some strings and get us some media passes. Yeah, Matt. Now we're talking. Not we need to renegotiate our contracts. It's true. What this is, I know you did your renegotiation with for the ESPN deal a while back, but you know this is this is <laughs> important. This is this is more important than your Fritos and Del Rapids. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do there. But anyway, they did uh, get what they needed to get done. Got the win in that first game. Knocked mm-hmm. some rust off. Second game, they definitely knocked the rust off. They got, especially in the second half, they got going. Ended up winning that one, um, 92 to 63. Um, that one got a little bit out of hand, um, especially after winning the first one only by six. And and that one, it was coming down to the wire. So, um, yeah, it was good to see them do what they beat, beat that team like they should because, you know, Western Illinois, I think they've got like one guy back from last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's some crazy just, uh, attrition and stuff, and it's it's most athletic programs are in rough shape down in Western Illinois, from my understanding. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think by the end of the year they'll be a decent team, um, and I think they're a pretty good coach. But uh, yeah, right now they're just not a very good team, and and we kind of showed that in this on our second game against them. Yeah, in you know games like that, uh, you know especially like the first one. Yeah, there was a lot of rust there. Um, but we just have that tendency to let teams come back, and boy, it drives me bonkers. And I know basketball is a, is a tough game to stay focused the whole game, you know, and to really put it on a team, and especially basketball is such a game of runs and backs and forth. But this team shows you how good they are. Like, this team can be phenomenal, even without Doug, if – Doug's out, but especially with Doug and Noah on the floor, which I mean, that made a big difference in the second game as well. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, you know, and we shot a lot better, but it, I hope we don't do that stuff on the road when you're at NDSU. You know, that's going to be a big one. You let at, you let NDSU start coming back in their own barn, then that's a that's a that's a tiger you don't want to let out of the bag. You got to step on the throat if you can. But for sure, looked and looked really good in that second game. 
Part of that is conference play. I mean, you're just you're going to have some dogfights um, that you shouldn't yeah. have. Um, you know, you saw that with uh, you know USD had a dogfight, two dogfights with Kansas City, right. who's not that good of a team. They only won their first game with them over the weekend by two, and the second one was by six. Mm-hmm. Um, same with North Dakota State. That went down to the wire. They had to, a buzzer beater with their first game against Omaha, um, who's True. also not a good team. So, you know, they're, that's conference play. You're going to be in some dogfights. But having said that, SDSU is a level above North Dakota State and USD, you know, whether they like it or not. Right. I mean, that's just the reality is that we're a, uh, when we're at full health, we're a lot better team than they are, and we should we should show it and really bury teams when we – bury teams that we should bury. Right, and I and I'm not trying to dog on the team or any of the guys or anything like that. I it, they were a great team, a lot of fun to watch. They play a good brand of ball. Um, that's just the one thing that just drives me bonkers. You know, you see how good they are, and you know, I'm greedy as a fan. I want to see it all the time. But I, <laughs> I'm just a greedy man. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. So that's where we're at for uh, games so far. Um, bright spots from those games. I've got one for sure. Um, I mentioned the previous game, the Mount Marty game. The bright spot was the Mfum highlight dunks. Those are sweet. Mm-hmm. But these games against West Illinois, um, Luke Apple, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, he he kind of showed you know some of that. You could tell he's getting comfortable. Showed mm-hmm. some of that talent he's got, and I think I think he's got a really high ceiling. I think mm-hmm. he he can do some really nice things in the post. He's got some nice moves. He's pretty good on defense. He's the, I I liked seeing the way that he could show on screens. Um, Dentlinger, uh, not to call him out or but anything, but he struggles when we're trying to guard you know the pick and roll, and he's having right. to show out on a screen and get back. You know, Dentlinger, he's a bigger guy. He has struggles right. to do that a little bit. Apple, he's athletic enough to do that and get back quickly. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked what he showed in these last two games, and I'm excited to see how he develops um, throughout the year because if we can get, you know, a, basically a three-headed monster at post rolling in and out of there and keep guys fresh, that's going to be tough to stop. Yeah, I, I think watching him, you can really see um... – from the beginning of the season till now watching him, it was a bit of a learning curve at the start, especially with some of the teams we played and he kind of had to get settled down into the pace of a division one game and the sort of athletes he was going to play. And we were playing bigger guys and now he's gotten in the summit league and he's comfortable and he's really, really working out well. And like you said, he is better at some of the athletic things where, you know, Dentlinger is more powerful He's just built bigger, mm-hmm. you know, and he's better at different things. And that's a good thing to have is contrasting type guys like that. You don't want to have the same of every player. So, no, really excited to see what he can do. Um, my my guy of the weekend, I guess, if you want to call it, is Baylor Shireman, just a double-double machine. He's just probably my favorite guy to watch, man. He just does his thing every weekend, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I just I love how smooth he is. Like he, right. everything just looks easy for him. Yeah, it it almost looks like he's not trying. When yeah, it, it, it's something else for sure. Yeah, I mean when he is his little post moves, his little fadeaways in the lane, and when he knocks down a really deep three, I mean it's just 
yeah, effortless for him. And, and, you know, even rebounding too. I mean, he always finds himself in the right spot and yeah. that's how he gets those double doubles is, you know, he's just a rebounding machine and which yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I think the only thing I make look that easy is drinking beer and eating brisket. So I, because I <laughs> that's all I got. Some Miller genuine draft is the only thing I can pound down that easy. Yeah. Definitely, you didn't make uh, beanbags look easy, that's for sure. Um, no. That was no, I, uh, a struggle I to watch that. No. Uh, well, just I'll make, thought, I'd, thought I'd bring that back up again to remind you. Know, you know, I appreciate that. You know, I'd almost <laughs> forgotten, which would have been just, that have been just devastating. So thank you for reminding me. Um, You're welcome. Speaking of something else I don't make look easy, I don't make look picking games look easy. It's and true. I do that to save people's pocketbooks. I yep. am here to help people save money. <laughs> you know, I'm like Menards, but better. For those for those that didn't take in our football content, we have a segment of our podcast called Fade Brendan, where we pick the week's games, and all you have to do is do opposite of him, and you make money, like yeah. a, a lot of it, and it's easy. Um, I'm a man of the people. What can I say? So, I'm just out here spending, spreading my opposite wisdom. I'm leery. I'm leery to call it that for basketball because we don't know yet. I mean, yes. for, for football, it was just a lock. Um, we will see how basketball goes. I so, mean, for tradition's sake, we have to, right? Oh, for sure. Yes. Well, we'll we'll leave it. You you have to earn to not have have it called fate, Brendan. <laughs> You say that like it like it hurts my feelings. That's like a badge of honor for me. I don't, I don't know why you say it that way. I, I'm glad you look at it that way. Oh. <laughs> so in football, normally we've got the spreads ahead of time because there's only one one game a week, and we wait till the spreads come out. We do the we do the show. Basketball is different. Spreads usually don't come out until like a day before the game. Um, so what we're going to do is pick them straight up. Um, we will pick individual day, individual nights. So we won't just say, oh, they'll go one and one. We have to say which night they're going to lose, which makes it a little more difficult. Um, so we'll, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how our records turn out. I mean, it, it should be fairly easy because we're not having to pick against a spread, but mm-hmm. you know, again, it's, it's conference play. So who knows? In theory. I mean, I can make anything look not easy. Yeah, we've shown that. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a gift, really. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start off here. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'll just rattle off all the. You got the Friday games up on the screen. Um, it'll be the same Saturday. Doubleheader. Yep, same Saturday. <laughs> I got uh, so Oral Roberts is at Denver. Mm-hmm. I'll just pick those two first, the Friday Saturday games, and then I'll let you pick them. Okay. I. Th- I I have to go or Roberts win both of those. Um, Denver's really really bad. Okay. How do you feel about them? I feel the same way. Good. I want to make a sneaky pick, but I don't have to catch up picks right now, so I feel the same way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Give me time. Uh, Denver. I I was listening to another. So we mentioned the is it reaching the summit podcast? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's a good one if you want more Summit League um, content. 
Um, another Jack-centric one is Rabbit Rundown. Um, yes. I was listening. Yeah, those, great job. those guys are awesome. Um, and so, yeah, definitely check theirs out. Um, I was listening to theirs. They were talking about just how much of a surprise it is that Denver's just can't get a good team together between right. the between the coach they have and the, where they're located and you know it's you'd think that they'd be able to put something together but they're just pretty consistently pretty bad i mean think just in denver that's a major metropolitan area you'd find some dudes who can ball you think I, so? I don't i don't know recruiting for basketball i i i have a hard team keeping up with the football recruiting but you would think you'd find some guys who can play or or at minimum attract them to denver right you'd think so but alas they're bad and they're gonna lose alas. twice this weekend uh the next one on the schedule is unfortunately south dakota state at omaha those games are canceled um which sucks right but South Dakota State would have won both of those. Um, and then we've got Kansas City at Western Illinois, which this is probably the, the toughest one. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City wins the first night. Western Illinois wins the second night. Okay. We should we should write these down. Hold on, I'm gonna... Oh, I, I got it. You don't you worry. You got it? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. So you got Kansas City the first night and then Western the second night. Mm-hmm. I am going oppo. I'm going to go Western the first night and Kansas City the second night. I like it. And then the last matchup of the weekend, we've got North Dakota State at North Dakota. Um. This one's tough to pick because I just hate North Dakota State so much that I want to pick UND twice. Right. However, I do think that North Dakota State might be the second best team in the league. To be or fair. Roberts, or Roberts is probably. I, I think Or Roberts is probably the second best. North Dakota State's by third. Um, UND is struggling a little bit. Um, yeah. I am gonna go. NDSU has some down games. I'm going to go UND wins the first night. NDSU wins the second night. Yeah, I think last year they split the series and really UND had no business doing that. But they kind of got carried by the guy. What was his name? Who carried him through the summit tournament? That uh, that guard they had. But anyways, um, I think Rebraca uh is capable or no he plays for ndsu or no, yeah und no he does play for und yeah i think yeah. he has the capability of uh winning him a game and stealing it for him uh i think i'm gonna go und on the first night and ndsu on the second night i think the emotion on of the rivalry on the first night carries them and then ndsu comes out and plays like they're probably capable of and uh takes them out they've got some guys who are starting to gel on that young team and realistically they should probably sweep it but i think und steals one there in the first night yeah so we're the same there just uh we'll see how kansas city western illinois go and right. see where we end up well in that one we would just be uh you know really wrong in spirit 
<laughs> we agree, we agreed in spirit, just not on the timing. So it's very true. I'm probably right. We will see. Because that's may... the way things work out. I, I shouldn't be right, but I will be right. <laughs> we'll see. The segment will remain fade, Brandon, until until you prove otherwise. We'll see. You promise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that way forever it, it might so uh, speaking of fade brandon though normally we do that during football season let's i think we're done with basketball talk at this point unless you have something else i got nothing i did want to just touch on football um while we're talking um one some news is indiana state has opted out of the spring season mm-hmm and so that is a Missouri Valley team. That was one of the games we had scheduled. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, I've seen some scenarios thrown out about some other uh, scheduling, some other game in that spot. But um, yep, that's kind of a bummer. I'm hoping that's not like the start of a cascade of teams that say just screw it, we're not doing the spring season right. because I really want SDSU football. Yeah, you know, I do too. Um, you know, looking at it, do I think it starts a cascade? Boy, it's it's getting real late for everybody to back out now to the point where it's it's borderline cruel to do to the athletes because they're they've been working for the whole fall. They had that <laughs> season yoinked, and then they get told that they're gonna do it in the spring, and we're almost a month away from the first game. Right, and now you're going to pull the rug out from under their feet. That's if I, I have no problem if you want to cancel the season, but if you're going to wait that long, then that's screwed up. That's significantly screwed up. Um, I I just don't think it starts a cascade. I think Indiana State, um, probably honestly, they're tr- they they brought up the reasoning of um, player safety and having that many games in the calendar year. Um, but I think that's kind of a scapegoat. Uh, I think a lot of it's financial to them. I think they probably figured they weren't going to get uh, the fans or whatever and looked at the cost of running two seasons in one year for their program with double, basically double a tra- travel budget on your athletic budget in one season and just said, nope, I'm not going to do it. That's my guess. But... I don't know. That will be the interesting part is to see, you know, because the financial part of it is is a big deal um, because it does take a lot of money to ship a, I don't know, probably over 100 guys to somewhere and have them go play football. Yeah, I think the travel size is 63 guys. But, I mean, when you consider staff and everything. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. um, Staff are people, too. Exactly. And so it'll be interesting to see. I was hoping, you know, when when this was all kind of being talked about, I was like, man, maybe we'll get enough vaccines out. Maybe it would allow a lot of fans in. But we're just not getting there as fast as I was hoped. And I I don't see them letting any more than like kind of like basketball. Basically, season ticket holders will get in and they'll have to spread out. And that might be it. Yeah, it, that's entirely possible. I, I have a hard time seeing them not allow any in if you're already allowing people right. in for basketball because you're going from a closed-in environment to an 
outdoor stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there I'm sure there will be some form of reduced capacity. I can't see it being that high, you know. But the good news is, is you know, the reduced capacity early in the season are going to be low, probably lower attended games anyways. It's going to be cold. Right. So if you're able to pump that up, you know, as we go, I got to figure out this camera thing. Look like a ninja. <laughs> um, but if you step that up as you go, then um, it, it'll look really good, you know, and have yeah. people hankering to be there. But I think uh, I think there'll there'll be able to allow enough people that they'll make some in some revenue off of it. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I ideally by the time playoffs come around, you're you're letting as many in as possible. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, if are they going to allow tailgating? Boy, I don't know. Are they going to s- dream? Right. Well, I mean, we've. I don't think that tailgating on site is like essential. We'll we'll find somewhere to tailgate. Oh yeah, essential to tailgating. Yeah, I mean, I can find them. Oh yeah, we'll find a place. You know, there's a campground just on the west side of town that I've stayed at before. Mm-hmm. We could all just rent camp spot, camping spots, and then we'll take I'll tailgate there and boogie over. I am. I like it. Down. I am so down for that. <laughs> and I'm sure the campsite's open. So let's go, boys. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it doesn't seem like it should make a difference to have tailgating on campus. Because it's not like we're going to be there breathing out virus and it's just going to linger until the kids come back to school on Monday. But I don't know. It's Well, from the school's perspective, the last thing they want is to be known as a super spreader event. So Mm -hmm. I I can see it as more of a we're going to cover our tails thing. And I get it. I'll I'll be happy with the season to watch. Mm -hmm. You know, if if the players and coaches feel good about it and they've been told it's safe to do um, from a physical perspective, which, you know, looking at the amount of games, I know that's a concern for some people. Um, Kyle's brought that up. Uh, We're playing, what is it? Six or seven conference games next year. And then you're going to have four rounds of playoffs. So it'd be ten games. I think the total would be twenty-two games between the two seasons. If you won, if you won the national championship both times, which we plan on doing, which is the is the plan. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I didn't even guess this was gonna be. <laughs> so we had there were eight games scheduled, but now there's seven because Indiana State dropped out. Okay. So I think the number comes out to twenty-two or twenty-five games in that span of a year. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I think the biggest issue comes up with someone who has a major injury in the spring and then it costs them the the fall season. That's your Mm -hmm. biggest season where that has a bigger possibility of ruining two seasons for a program if a major player gets hurt compared to just ruining one and a couple games at most usually. So I get that. I understand that. Um, But – this season doesn't count for eligibility, so right. There's that. Right. I mean, at least right. So that's a win. 
Um, gosh, I got so much FC, so much football stuff I could talk about. Yeah, um, we don't want to turn into a football episode, but, but right. So we'll probably get together. I know um, Dallas has been pushing us to do a big group um, pod with everybody again. Uh, I know Sam Herter. Uh, I talked, reached out to him. He's going to be on in a week or two. Um, I'm going to do a interview with him. So guys, keep your heads up for that. Uh, if you're interested in that, there's so much stuff going on in the FCS world right now. We got conferences moving, conferences almost dissolving, renaming, rebranding. Um, it's it's a wild and crazy world out there. So you know that it could get fun where we're doing both basketball and football content at the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, as long as the season stays on, um, mm-hmm. we'll have to decide between what we'll probably have to do is knowing us is we'll sit down and do one really long podcast and <laughs> broadcast and we'll just cut it in half and call it one half football, one half basketball. <laughs> no way we're getting our ducks in a row for twice a week to get everything together for this. Yeah, no way. But, um, uh, I want to compliment your background of having all the badass uh, Jack stuff and my plain white background. <laughs> I set up in my wife's office because she has an important person, person, little important person job, and I work outside the house. So, yeah, this is my this is both my man cave and my office for the last I don't know almost a year now. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. Maybe I'll have to set up in my uh, in my man cave basement to to compete with what you got going on there. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I guess uh, I think we'll we'll call it good there. I'm excited for people to check out uh, the video side of it and let us know what you think. Yep. Let us know. Give us a follow on the twitters and the internet. Uh, follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, the whole works. Uh, otherwise, besides that, go, go big, big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Jacks.